0: Hey church, it's Jonathan Brocious. Let's pray together today. (music) Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea creatures and all you ocean depths. O oh, fire and hail, snow and clouds, O oh, stormy wind that carries out his orders, you mountains and all you hills, you fruit trees and all you cedars, you animals and all you cattle, you creeping things and birds, you kings of the earth and all you nations, you princes and all you leaders on the earth, you young men and young women, you elderly along with you children. Psalm 148, 7-12 through 12. Ikea is a crazy place. Every time I go, my mind melts a little bit. The first time I went to an Ikea, I couldn't figure out what was going on. Most of the signs were in different languages. The store was a giant showroom. There was a cafeteria and a place for us to drop off our kids. And they're selling furniture? I tried to picture the brainstorming meeting where they came up with this idea for a store. Okay, Bob, we have a whole bunch of chairs to sell. Sure, Dave, I have a great idea. Well, let's hear it. Well, first, we'll build one of the most massive warehouses you've ever seen. It'll be huge. Then one corner of it will be a maze where people want to look at our furniture, but they get lost. And on the way, we'll distract them from the furniture idea with a meatball cafe. And none of the signs will be in their language. They have to really focus to figure out what they're getting. And after they survive the maze, they will have to find their furniture in the warehouse area, and it'll definitely be on shelves far too high for them to reach. And then we'll have a one-box policy. Whatever we sell must fit into one box and one box only. So, we'll have the world's heaviest boxes. And then, when they try to pay, we'll have chocolate on display. Bob, I don't, I don't know about this. Dave, it's simply the most straightforward way to sell these chairs. This is what goes on in my head as I walk through IKEA. Like I said, IKEA messes with me. It is entertaining to walk around, however. Their products look really great and their interior design appeals to me. I don't understand how they keep their prices so low, but every time I look at their products I feel like they're going to fall apart in my hands. Their materials are cheap and I know they won't hold up to our five kids. The only thing we buy at IKEA really is dishes. We have an IKEA dish policy in our house. That way, when they break, they only cost $0.99 to replace. Contrast IKEA's products with some furniture that I recently acquired when my grandfather passed away. My great-grandfather had made an end table with a lamp attached to it. It's made of solid hardwood. It's heavy. It will not only survive our five kids, but it will probably survive their kids as well. It has lasted for generations and will last for a few more. It was never put into a box. It was crafted with care and attention. It wasn't mass-produced by a factory. Instead, my great-grandfather produced a -a one-of-a-kind piece that now sits in my house. No one knows who makes IKEA furniture. It just exists. It's just there. Nobody thinks twice about it. Nobody stops and stares at an Ikea piece and says, Oh, wow, that's amazing. The builder really cared about this. But my great-grandfather's end table says something about my great-grandfather. It speaks to who he was as a person. It tells us something about his attention to detail. Even though he died many years ago, we know something about him because of his work. Psalm 148 is calling us to praise God, but not just us. Everything that was created is urged to praise God. The author of the psalm takes a very systematic approach, starting with the heavens at the top and ending with the inhabitants of the earth, and calls everything in between to praise God. And that's actually our purpose. The reason we exist is to communicate something about God. Just like my great-grandfather's work communicates something about him, we communicate something about God. We can learn about God by looking at his work. We can see his ingenuity, his creativity, his fascination with biology and physics and chemistry. We've spent thousands of years with scientists discovering and studying and still don't fully understand how our world operates. It's a testimony to the bewildering genius of God. Creation is doing its job in praising our God. The question is, are we doing ours? Let's pray. Lord, I praise you. I join with all of creation in saying how great and how powerful you are. You're amazing, and my brain is not powerful enough to understand you. I raise my voice to praise you along with the sound of the birds, the ocean, the wind, and the rain. I raise my hands to you, God, for you are good couple questions for you today. Let's take some time. Actually, instead of questions, let's just take time to sit and look at creation. Really look, pause, and reflect on what you're seeing. What does it say about our God? We'll see you next time as we pray together.